What's up, folks? It's a thanks for the memories edition of Hitting the High Notes Jazz Talk. It is a, I am here. Uh, the voice you hear is a Who Trans Superman. That's H U U T R N Superman um, at Jazz High Notes um, on Twitter as well. Um, uh, you know, we got some big news going on. A lot of stuff happening. Um, of course, some. Uh, you know, we, maybe if you stay long enough, you can hear uh, from Cleveland Cavaliers All Star Donovan Mitchell. Uh, or jazz legend Patrick Beverly, or um, a former Boston GM, um, Danny Ainge. But right now, you're going to get the squatches of Dragon, Logan. What's up, Logan? Better than, better than all of those. Better than all of them at all. I mean, it's uh, a little like the so a little behind behind the scenes. Um, uh, well, inside. maybe not. Maybe not. Pat, maybe not Pat Bev. I take that back. <laughs> not Pat Bev. A uh, little inside baseball for for all, all, all y'all out there is that. Um, we were supposed to record last week, um, and then like I had a meeting at you know we recorded at 11 p.m. on Thursdays, and I had a meeting that that went long, and um, basically we didn't record because uh, uh, Logan, I, I, I want to say it actually worked out for the best that you had sex. So, um, yeah, I mean, just you know, I I pursued other hobbies once once I didn't hear back from you, so it was about a five to ten minute window. <laughs> <laughs> um, it worked out well because um, last week didn't we, I, need, didn't need nine of those minutes, but <laughs> uh, last week um, uh, was the Patrick Beverly trade on a Thursday, and that happened late. And we're like, oh, I mean, I, I was I wasn't even planning on a podcast because of it. I was just like, well, we haven't talked about jazz in a minute. Let's 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 see where our feelings are a month later after the Rudy Gobert trade. And then this morning we get. I mean, I was in the shower when this blockbuster happened. I get out, and my my notifications are blowing up. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, well, Donovan Mitchell is now a Cleveland Cavalier. Um, so, you know, first day reaction. Um, uh, how do you feel about um, uh, the trade going down today? I've I've gone back and forth on this as I knew we were podcasting with like, you know, not not as though I my opinions on here aren't contradictory, and I feel like I need to walk back seventy five percent of what I say. I've really just, uh, I mean, where do I go here? Do I act normal and professional? Or do I just really just let into all the rage and the pettiness that I have? And I lean towards the pettiness, at least for today. <laughs> Good. Um, that's, that's what I like to hear. But th- th- there's something really special to be said for I want to go to New York City and get traded to Cleveland. Um, and I just I think that's just, an, uh, just a hilarious part of all this. It's hilarious. It's, it stings at the same time. It's just a whole myriad of emotions. Um, are you saying that New York and I Cleveland did, are not comfortable in cities? I, I don't think so. I, I don't believe so. I don't know. I don't believe that they're, they're quite the same. But it's just I don't know. It's just it's just it's just it's just it is it is funny to see. I want New York. I want New York. He, he thinks he's getting his way the whole time. We think that the Knicks are getting their way, and all of a sudden out of nowhere. Well, I guess not out of nowhere. I guess the the beat a lot of the beat writers are taking a victory lap, claiming they called this a while ago. But I'm not too too sure about that. But um, I don't know. It's it's it, it is part of me can't kind of think that's kind of funny, especially if he's going to bounce on us, but. Um, at the same time, it's also disappointing because I don't necessarily feel as though, again, all jokes aside, it's not a big market. They're not a team that's. I don't. I don't know. I, I guess if he if he if he can make it work in Cleveland, why couldn't he make it work in Utah? I guess is where my mind is on this. I know they got some younger pieces and whatnot, but it's just, it's. I don't know. As I gave him that answer, I'm just circling in <laughs> 17 different directions at once. I don't know. I don't know up from down. I just, I just know that it pisses me off with both of him and Rudy and Don. That's where I come down on all this. Is it just makes me angry that we left so much unused potential on the table because these these two dudes got traded to 
Um, again, neither one of them got traded to a big, big, massive market, so it wasn't that part. And they both got traded to, I think, play-in teams from a year ago, right? So mm-hmm. it's not as though they're the final championship pieces either. So they just, it, they, it, 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 I'm pointing the finger at both of them. I know that there's a lot of division that takes place. I'm, I would say 75% play Donovan for all this, but Rudy's no choir boy either. There's, if, if you know people who, who know, they know that he wasn't the easiest to work with. And at the end of the day, they just couldn't get it figured out. And, uh, it was clear last year that they needed to do this. So while I also understand and believe they had to do it, it's just it, I still can't escape the fact that we left this on the table and it was all controllable by them. You know, Donovan not playing defense—that's something he could have done better at. Them not getting along and being able to coexist; those, those are things that those are self-inflicted wounds that are just uh, maddening. And I just—I have a hard time looking back at this this era um, with any sort of positivity. And I know that there's the recency bias, but really, since the Mavericks series. I've had a hard time looking back at this because everyone says, well, we'll look back and love it. It was the greatest era of jazz basketball. It wasn't for me. I mean, the irony being I made a ton of friends and a bunch of relationships during this era, which was just, you know, kind of the side part that I, I've enjoyed. But I think back to this group today, and, and I don't, there was more negativity than there was enjoy, enjoyable parts, in my, from my opinion. We had those, the unexpected runs early on with, with you know, the Rudies and the, the, the rookie Don, but we knew we weren't, we weren't, we weren't there yet. So those were, those were fine. They, they were still budding. We had the COVID situation, which I found to be very unpleasant and obvi- honestly the beginning of the end. And then I know we had our one seed year, but that doesn't make up for like all the shittiness that bookended all parts of that. So I, I have a hard time looking back at one one great regular season that ended terribly in the playoffs with, with the greatest squandering of championship opportunities the Jazz have ever had as, as an overall positive. And then last year was just a fucking shit show. I mean, that was just... That was just a shit show, and we all know it was a shit show. There's a lot of folks trying to dig in and say it wasn't. There's time to get better, but we all knew what it was in the way. They all took off and ran once it was over. Tells you all we need to know. And then I think the, the when they did, I think that when the beat writers did that spaces, they pretty much confirmed all of that. So I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't look. I don't look back fondly at this group. I really don't. And I'm not sure that it, that's not again. That's not just something from today. It's just I don't know. There's there's. For all the likable parts, there's a whole lot of parts that were very unlikable for me. So I don't know. The way this team was last year was like the most despicable version of a team that I could really think of, to be honest. And it sucks when it's your team. That, so um, I pretty much got all my thoughts out for the last two months. So I'll talk to you. Um, talk that to you was in a, couple, a couple weeks. That was a rant worthy of gets it. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Just as you're fuck them. as you're talking, it kind of reminded me of. Um, like, like your mixed emotions is, is I think, um, very valid. And I think a lot of people are feeling, you know, sort of like, oh, my God, this sucks. I mean, I get, I, I've mentioned, like, Donovan Mitchell is probably one of my favorite jazz players of all time. And it sucks, but also part of this, we all kind of, I mean, you, me, uh, Jared, last year, we had talked about um, things about, uh, you know, we were scared about running it back with that same group that lost to the Clippers. Um, and this sort of feels like the comeuppance of that because, like, oh, boy, you know, you didn't make a change at then, and now you have to make a much bigger drastic change now. We might even have said that uh, last uh, offseason. Um, but um, uh, it also it also kind of stirred up some feelings from – I remember when Gordon Hayward left, I wasn't disappointed that we lost – the Jazz lost Gordon Hayward. I was disappointed that the Jazz did a lot of things correctly and still – Lost a, a a free agent, not even that big of a free agent. Like he was the biggest name that uh, of that off season, 
But man, he wasn't—he's not that big, guys. Yeah, but the, but I think it only makes your case a little bit more though, because if you can't even keep that guy, exactly, who are you ever yep. going to keep, right? So yep. yeah, while he wasn't like, he was our best player at the time. I mean, I'm sure if I was more active on Jazz Twitter, I would have heard early on that Rudy Gobert was also was already the god of gods. <laughs> but I mean, he was the he he was the cornerstone piece we thought, right? Yeah, it, it, I mean, it would have been one of those things that like. He, he, to me, he's like the R.J. Barrett <laughs> of that season. Like no, R.J. Barrett's a, a really good yeah, R.J. Barrett's a yeah. really good player. But man, like now that he's making that much money, can he live up to that contract? Like I don't think Gordon Hayward, even you know if he didn't get injured in that first game, I don't know if he would ever lived up to his, his max contract. I just don't think he, think he was that guy. But when you're no, I mean we, we we've seen it over the last right. few years. I mean obviously the ankle injury derailed him, but he really even when healthy, quote unquote, yeah. over the ankle injury, he's yeah. been. And that's the thing that when you're Utah Jazz, you have to overpay for your you have to overpay to get your guys back, right? You have to over because you're not going to be able to replace Gordon Hayward if he leaves. It's not like New York, not like if LA lost LeBron James, you know they would eventually get another LeBron James. Like they, they would get the next, you know Kevin Durant or whoever because they would want to go play in LA. That's just that's just how it is. Um, when you're to the Jazz, when when you are small, you had you you it almost feels like you play by different rules. And even though the Jazz didn't lose Donovan and and Rudy to um, big markets having that 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 sword Damocles hanging over your head. That okay, you know, if you you know the Jazz a couple years ago pushed a lot of their chips in, and um, uh, if they uh, and you know by by getting a thirty year old Mike Conley, a thirty ish year old uh, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, um, by making those moves, it's like okay, we we have this window. We we even talked about it. we had this small window when it happened. And that window closed very quickly, and it was—it's one of the things that, if you're LA, if you're New York, if you're some of these bigger teams that you know, if you're Miami, and you have a chance to get big free agents to come to you, you don't—the clock doesn't tick as fast. But when you're the Jazz and you fail as spectacularly as the Jazz did, you know, in Denver, in LA, um, you know, against Dallas uh, that whole season, that you have to speed it up. You can't just—you know—you can't—you can't wait it out. Um, and that's where it is. <laughs> and and that's um uh, that that to me is kind of where I, I land is like well it sucks but you know it, it sucks to lose Rudy Gobert it sucks to lose Donovan Mitchell but if you're the Jazz I, you know personally I do feel like this is probably the move that gives you the best chance to win a championship anytime in the future um you know holding on to Donovan and Rudy would have been nice would have been fun but it would have also like in the back of my head be like why are we doing this because we've seen it. I don't think their ceiling is higher than um, uh, you know the, their ceiling. Uh, the the further we had gone along, the less chance I thought they would have a chance to win a championship. And after those guys either retired or left, uh, in in Donovan's case, then you know the Jazz would be the Jazz would have to start from square one, but way behind the rest of the field. Um, as opposed to now, the Jazz have something like three thousand unprotected picks. Um, a, a couple pick swaps, um, uh, you know, a, a, a pick, uh, an autographed LeBron James uh, rookie card from Cleveland, and uh, and some young pieces, and so it, it does feel like all right, cool. The Jazz have they're starting from square one, but they actually have some now assets to you know we we talked about how they were asset poor for the, for the last couple of years. They're not pretty. They're asset rich, and um, have you did you get any acceptable answers to? Uh, uh, your your Twitter question about um, uh, the people who love having assets. Um, I got a couple of decent ones I didn't think about. Um, somebody 
somebody pointed out recent pointed out at the end uh, New Orleans, which was no, wasn't a bad one that I didn't think about. You know, uh, the by trading Anthony Davis, right? They've actually turned that around pretty decently. Um, uh, I don't know. Some I, Clark Pojo and I were going around quite a bit today about Boston and Golden State and Milwaukee um, because they essentially build their teams through the draft, right? But my pushback to that is um, none of those teams were intentionally tanking like this, and they have they don't have they won't they don't have to be in the position we are now, which is ship your guys off a couple of years early. So I'm just saying our window is even smaller, right? So. Um, the easiest comp is to look at is Oklahoma City slash Seattle, which is kind of weird because they did they did have that run where they drafted right. the three MVPs, <laughs> right? But then that window was also very short. Mm-hmm. So um, like the, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's it's a, it's a fairly new fad, though, right? To really blow it up like this. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that Oklahoma City and, and Houston have done it harder than anyone's ever done. Baseball does this, and they've had a decent amount of success yes. with it. But they they can also control their players till they're thirty, though. So yeah. it's not the same game. Um, it's not a fair comp across the board, but right. I don't know. I, I don't, I, like you said, it had to be done. I don't blame them for doing that. And I will give Danny Ainge the credit for doing that. He, he actually made something out of it. Whereas the old, you know, as well as I do, the old regimes, whichever one you want to go back to KOC or you want to go back and the Millers, or you want to go back to Lindsay yeah. and the Millers, they would have definitely rode this out for as long as they could. Um, and and done what they've done. So I, I again, that, that's the shitty part. You know that you know they did the right thing. But I, I just again, today is the day that I can't escape the fact that most of that goes back to those two players just not being able to get their shit together. Yes, granted, they may not have ever been good enough. That's that that's possibly true, but we don't even know. There's just so much potential and unanswered questions sitting on the table. And Quinn's and Quinn's not deserved to be looped into that group of of. Yes. Why I'll, couldn't I'll we just get? Yeah. Why couldn't get more of it done? So it's just I don't know. And, and right. so it's like yeah, you know I. I <laughs> I mean, do it's, you? It's like, it's like uh, there, there's definitely more fuck you guys about the players than I thought I'd have in me. To be honest, that's the part <laughs> that surprised me most today is fuck both of you guys. Like fuck Rudy, fuck Don. Yeah, like that's the way I feel, and I'm surprised that that feeling has come through so strongly. And so I just hope that they both are battling for the play in next mm-hmm. year. I, I absolutely, absolutely do not get the hoping to, hoping to see those guys be <laughs> successful finals, like yeah. I, I i just don't get up first of all i'm petty so i get that i'm petty like i understand that i'm petty and so a lot of people are more healthy individuals than i am so i'm not criticizing them for being more healthy but how does that not like just rip your heart apart if they if one of these guys goes and wins a title that means they were capable of doing it but they could they, they couldn't put their shit aside long enough to figure it out like how does that make you feel good i don't i just can't i can't comprehend it from any angle so I mean, so, they're capable of leading teams, leads, leading teams to success. That means they could have done it in Utah. They're yeah. trying to do it in Minnesota, and that was a very Minnesota accent of me. I'm proud of myself for that one. And and <laughs> Cleveland, which are two. You know. My only hope is those those are two really shitty, shitty historical franchises outside of the, <laughs> the LeBron years. They're just dog ass. So I'm yeah. hoping that continues. Um, I mean, I I. I... Personally, do you think this is the right move for the Jazz? I, I mean, do you? I mean, you're not a real big draft guy. You don't like, you know, you know, you're not a big. No, I think they, I think they had to. That's what I'm saying. That's the contradiction to me. I'm, I'm so pissed off at them because they couldn't figure it out. But I also knew they weren't going to get it figured out. So no, I didn't want to see him run it back. You know, yeah. Master Ainge did, did a master job, and and, it, and and spare me your Justin Zanuck. Okay, Justin Zanuck was part of the regime that was giving away draft picks last year to offload <laughs> contracts. So he gets absolutely zero credit here. I, I'm also. It's also one of my other tweets, and I'm not entirely sure that Justin Zanuck is a real person. Um, I don't even—if you showed me a picture, I wouldn't believe you. I don't even know what he looks like or what he does. But 
Um, you know, it, it, you're absolutely right. They did the right thing, and they got a hell of a haul for it. They really have. And, you know, maybe by tomorrow, already tonight, as the days wear on, I'm getting more and more intrigued as to what some of these players are. And not only the draft picks, but we essentially got two first-round picks this year, right, that we picked up. So Yeah, I mean, two, uh, two of the 22. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Sexton was a guy that intrigued a lot of people. He's coming off some injuries. He's got some prove-it left in him, so that's that's intriguing. I don't know, it's just it's, – I, I guess there is a little bit of intrigue as far as like just not knowing what we've got because there are some weird pieces there with marketing and Vanderbilt and I'm not excited about the, the Beasleys of the world. No, I don't. Unless he's still banging <laughs> Scotty Pippen's wife, I could care less as to what he's. That's a guy that just doesn't do anything for right. me. But yeah. I don't know. We, we still got. We still got. Do, do you think that they unload the other three? Conley Mitchell or not Conley? Conley Boyan. Yeah, uh, Clarkson. Well, I mean Boyan. Clarkson. Uh, I mean, you know. The, the 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 body isn't cold yet, and I'm, uh, another report came out that uh, Phoenix is looking into Boyan. Um, Clarkson feels like a, feels like of the three, he's got the most like value still, right? Like I yes, I, I definitely think so. Um, I definitely think yeah. uh, if any, if anybody can net you a first round pick, it's probably Boyan. Um, is it going to be unprotected? Not, not probably Pat, not. Not Pat Bev. Not Pat, <laughs> not Bev? Pat Bev. No. Uh, and like Mike Conley's another. So it, it's funny because like we talked about this after the Rudy Gobert trade. Um, and how, like, oh, there was a chance that maybe the Jazz could rebuild around Donovan. Um, and, you know, if we, if we had recorded this last week, I would have said something like, well, how would you feel if the Jazz unloaded Bojan and, uh, and, and Conley and a couple of the assets they got to get um, uh, Miles Turner and Colin Sexton? How would you feel about that team? Because, <laughs> like, I, I honestly don't know how you rebuild. I mean, it, it, it's weird to say because Donovan Mitchell is only 25, but it's just so hard to rebuild or retool around um, the 25-year-old when you just don't have any – like the, the, the problem is Jazz went all in on Conley. And I don't think – again, I don't think that was the wrong move. But once you go all in, you have to know um, when to hold them, know when to fold them. And once the, once the Jazz did what they did the last year, it was like, all right, we have to get rid of these guys um, just because, you know, we, we've seen we've seen the, the same old song and dance and um, – yeah, so I mean, I, I'm not. I, I know people are kind of mad that the Jazz didn't retool around. Don- I, I would have loved to retool around Donovan, um, but in my head, the the best way to retool around Donovan is to get a really good player in the 2023 draft. So, if you could have somehow convinced Donovan Mitchell to sit for a whole year while you win 20 games and get a top four pick in the draft, and say this is you're going to be your your running mate for the next, uh, you know, 10 years here. Uh, that would've been great, but I mean that's a hard sell. I, I I just don't know if you could have done that. Somehow the 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 Oklahoma City Thunder have done it with SGA, right? They've sat him two years in a row and got uh, you know a bunch of interesting young guys on their roster, um, and and that's sort of what they're doing. So yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I do think the Jazz did do what they had to do. They went all in. They they lost, and now they have to regroup and. You know, it's just the part. The problem is that the NBA is that that's the way you do it. Um, you know, if you kept if you kept Donovan Mitchell on the roster, um, <laughs> did, did you get tired of listening to me? 
No, I just didn't. I it, it hung up on me. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I was like, oh, hello, and then all of a sudden it just disconnected. <laughs> um, all right, let me uh, just write this down real quick. Okay. Um, like, if, if you keep... If you keep Donovan Mitchell on the roster, um, I mean that, that that Jazz team would have been okay. But like you know, we, we always talk about like how it just sucks to be mediocre in the NBA, and there's there's no way you know people who hate tanking. That's unfortunately there's there's no other way to get good fast. You know, if, if you if you if you stay if you stay mediocre, it's just the way the NBA is is built, and it's it's, it's kind of sucks. But um, so yeah, so I mean. We, we we I listened to last year's episode when Danny Ainge um uh, got brought into the Jazz um, to kind of hear what we talked about. One of the big things that, that episode um, that, that episode never happened. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, one of the funny things that we talked we talked about is like I'm um, uh, you know one of the the things that we joked about like oh my god Danny Ainge is here say goodbye to everybody, but literally here we are you know not even a year later it was like well goodbye everybody. Um, how, like how how has your feelings about Danny Ainge, the executive, changed um, uh, since he brought? Because like you know one of the big things we talked about is like he was always the almost trader, right? Um, and that definitely didn't happen this off season. Uh, I, I mean, I'm completely flipped on everything I said in that episode. I don't remember, I'm not entirely sure where I even got that information. I must have just been hung up lately on how his exit from Boston. Another example of why I shouldn't for my opinions based upon Twitter, but I think Ainge has done a stellar job. I think that every, all the Danny Ainge criticisms during the season have just pretty well been debunked. The, there was a player, an anonymous player, that I think it was an Andy Larson interview that said that wasn't the case. They're actually looking forward to him being there. And even if it were true, that just shows the overall mental softness of your team. So um, I think he, I think he capitalized on this. I think it's hard to really find much fault with what, is, what he was able to get back, you know? So... I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one who's. You know. I. I know what you said about it's hard to rebuild and retool. That's also kind of. And it, it may not have been possible. It really may not have been. But that's also part of like what makes their do their job right. Like I'm not saying yeah. it's the greatest example, but we felt. I mean, it felt like, um, you know, Portland was on a train to nowhere, and they somehow scrambled and rallied some things together and and put together what it looked like it was blow it up time. And it looks like they're going to be back to the same old Blazers, you know, which. Again, that's to your point about being mediocre. Mediocre, I guess. So um, I don't uh, know. It's just it's. it's I, just I love a that you said. I love that you said same old Blazers. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're going to be there. I mean, yeah, if Dame's right. healthy, they'll probably no. be like a sixth, uh, anywhere between yeah. a four to seven seed. So. Like um, I, I hate that Gitz is not here um, because like he he would have like because Gitz you know if you follow Gitz on, on Twitter you know that he likes to rage tweet during these times and like. Um, but but like in a space I was in a, with a, in a space with him once, and he says something about like prolonged goodness is better than being bad, and I, I don't know if that I, I don't know if I feel that's true. Like I get it, I, I get like the Jazz are gonna be bad for at least two years. It feels like, I mean, if you're lucky, you're, you'll be you'll be competitive again in 2025. But the next two years are gonna be rough for the Jazz. Um, uh, you're gonna see a lot of, but you know, it, it's just the way it is, and that, that's okay. Like, I definitely want the Jazz to be bad in 2023. You know, as one of those, you know, I, I'm sorry that it won't. Do we be, own our 20? Do we own our 2023 pick? Uh, we do. Yep. So okay. the well, the so rare ones that we have in 2023, the Jazz will have their own pick, right? So obviously, tanking is is gonna be very good for that. They own um, uh, the Minnesota pick, which will, let, let's say it's number 22 to 25, somewhere in that range. And then they own either the Brooklyn or Philadelphia pick, which will probably be like twenty eight, right? So, 
not not great, but um, you, you got two late picks to you know hopefully get some maybe um uh, some uh solid um uh, uh you know bench players, uh, and you're hoping that that your you know the Jazz's pick turns into a a, a Wemenyea or a or a Scoot or whatever, um just somebody that's really good, right? But you know re- re- that's the thing about rebuilds. Rebuilds sometimes take three, four. I mean the the Thunder. After trading Paul George and, and Westbrook, they're still on a their third. I mean, they messed up their first year. They made the playoffs, which was fun for that year, but it really it slowed their fucking um, Chris Paul. <laughs> it, it it slowed their uh, uh, rebuild uh, up a little bit. Um, so you're hoping for the like long term. Like, and I'm talking about like a three or four year plan here. Is that you have to be bad for a year and or 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 two? You know, have two bad years, get and you know maybe get lucky and hit on two really decent draft picks. And then, you know, then you can start, then your rebuild really starts there. Like, you know, then you're back to where the Jazz were five years ago when they had Rudy and Donovan. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know who those guys are. They mean nothing to me. <laughs> but, I mean, but there, there's a chance that this rebuild just doesn't go, go well. Like, you're not going to get free agents, right? So you, you have to build through the draft. You just have to build through the draft. You have to hit on draft picks, and if, if you miss, you can be like the Knicks. <laughs> I mean, what's crazy is that R.J. Barrett signed that extension, and it was like their first round. The it was like the first first round draft pick the Knicks have signed to a, a rookie extension in over twenty years. Like nineteen ninety nine was like their last. Charlie um, Ward Heisman Trophy. Yeah, Charlie Ward. Like like you know, we assume the Jazz won't be that for the next 10, 15, 20 years, but it could happen. But there's something about like at least there's hope, you know. When you when you have the draft to look forward to, if the Jazz have brought back Rudy and Donovan and Boyan and Mike, you know, an older Boyan, an older Mike, um, the the problem for me is that watching a team, I've seen the Jefferson Millsap teams, I, I've seen teams that are just holding on for, uh, for for the eight seed or whatever. Um, I, I can't imagine what it's like to be a Portland. Like that's great. The Portland Trailblazers have Dame. But what else? Like you know, they, they make some interesting. But even like if the the Blazers make incredibly them, high homeless population. <laughs> yeah, they do have that. Um, but yeah, like Portland, you know, I I think two years ago I started um, uh, comparing the Jazz to Portland. Like, what if the Jazz are the the new Blazers, right? You know, you have CJ McCollum and, and Damian Lillard, and you try to make these moves to build around these guys every year, but you keep falling short. Like it, that has to be frustrating. Um, you know, f- first round exits are, are are frustrating because you have no hope of getting a top draft pick, and you didn't even get close to the championship. Like you, you were not close to the championship. You know, so yeah, uh, at least the Jazz have have chosen has chosen the side, which is nice. I think. Um, yeah, no, there's there's very little, there's very little criticism there. Like I said, it's just that it's that weird juxtaposition of multiple. Multiple feelings, and the, the saying "both things can be right" certainly applies in a lot of these jazz discussions right now. So, it's uh, I don't know. Yeah, they they they, they did what they had to. Um, I, I I I guess we'll see when the season rolls around. But I have a hard time like getting excited for watching young guys develop. I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm definitely not a enjoy the journey. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey type of guy. Fuck that. Especially when it comes to the jazz. I'm more about give me the give me the. Give me the give me the uh, titles, the baby. Destination. <laughs> yeah, rings, rings, rings. Self-proclaimed lover of rings culture. Yeah, I mean, just one. That's all I want is one. Yeah, and 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 this. I mean, honestly, I feel like this 
is the Jazz's best better is a better chance than bringing back Rudy and and Don. And which sucks is like, I mean, there have been rumblings that Donovan has wanted out, but like, on on the other hand, we we had not heard from Donovan ever that he wanted out. Um, just rumblings. So I can't tell you one way or another if Donovan wanted out or not. Um, my feeling is that maybe he did want to move on. Like he did enjoy his time in Utah, but sometimes you, you've been at a place for a while and you're just like, you know what? Um, it's t- maybe if the Jazz had been more successful. Maybe the Jazz had at least made a finals with that run that Donovan would, you know, like Don- maybe maybe Donovan only cares about winning. Um, there was that story that Windhorse broke today that Donovan heard about the trade on a golf course and was like running around happy. Like maybe he's happy just because he knows that that Cavs team is on the up and up. They've got some young pieces. They've got they've got, you know, Evan Mobley who could turn out to be a, a monster. They they have twenty four year old Jared Allen who made an all star game. Darius Garland who I guess somehow made. <laughs> I know he's good, but I'm like he made an all star game. Like oh weird. Um, yeah, they they have some young pieces and they fit better with uh, Donovan's timeline because they're all around the same age. Um, you know, and you know, just you know, small things like that, like Richard Rubio's there. Um, maybe maybe Donovan just cares about winning, right? And um, uh, he saw, you know, the you know, we, we all saw it. Rudy talked about it. The window sometimes closes, and it just it just it, what it is what it is. When you when you put your eggs in the, you know, thirty year old athlete basket, that window has a has a chance of you know, father times undefeated. Um, not that they've all fallen except off, except for Tom, except for Tom Brady, except for Tom Brady, yes. Um, uh, and Serena Williams. Yeah. So the Jazz are prominent. I mean, the Jazz have 17 players on the roster, uh, 15, you know, so two roster spots have to be cleared up. Is that true or is that an exaggeration? Is that real? I think so. I think it's pretty sure I saw it today. Let me see if I can see him, uh, who's on the Jazz roster. Uh, they, they, they need to whittle that down because if Cockburn is on the team, then the, that might be the blow that just pushes me over the top. I really need Cockburn and Sexton. Uh, I mean, I really need. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll have to look up that list. So Jazz up to seventeen players. How is, how is Rudy Gay still on our team? Because he signed a, he not only did he sign a two year contract, he signed a two year with the player option. So I know because Danny Hinn refuses to dump picks to get rid of people. <laughs> That's hey, I'll pay you, to, which which is great. I'll pay you to stay home. Yeah. Um, let's see. The Jazz have Malik Beasley, uh, Balmaro, uh, Kessler, Vanderbilt, Sexton, Markinen. Uh, Agbaji, uh, THT, Stanley Johnson, that's nine. Uh, who are the other eight? So Azabuki, Boyan, Mike, JC, Rudy Gay, that's 15. Oh, and they, oh gosh, I, I don't remember who, they, and then two more. I don't remember who the two are. Apologies to them if they listen. Um, Good Lord. Yeah, so, yeah, there, there's probably another couple trades in. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame the Jazz... Didn't keep. I mean, it was so. Everyone was so happy a week ago when Patrick Beverly was traded, and just you know, one week later, uh, a lot of uh, different emotions um, after Donovan Mitchell trade. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So Boyan, I think, is probably going to get traded at some point. But as we see, you know, it, it's really funny because I, I really wish Jared was able to be on the podcast tonight, but he puts his do not disturb on. Um, he, words, he, words, words, that, words I've never uttered in my life before. <laughs> he, he called him shithead Denny Age. And I kind of wanted to see what, where his feelings are now, you know, like, because he, you know, Jerry was talking about how Danny always has to win trades and, um, it, you know, and it's funny because, like, we were so used to the jazz and never hearing peeps about jazz. Um, uh, uh, and with the Rudy Gobert trade, that was almost kind of true. Like, it just kind of happened out of nowhere. Like, oh, boy, 
but then the Donovan stuff um, was leaked for for months, right? And so, um, uh, uh, but that's what you get with the Danny Ainge is, is that you're going to get a lot more publicity to to trade talks and everything. And maybe that helped the Jazz because um, let, let's break down the trades a little bit here. So let's start with the Donovan Mitchell trade. Be, be, before you jump into that one, real quick, yeah, can I, just, I, I hope I don't derail your conversation, but I'm 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 irrationally angry at Mike Conley today. I can't explain that. I don't know what it is. I just have a lot of rage for him, and I want him off the team for him being old. There's not really any justification for it. I just want him gone, and I can't figure out why. Because he's by all indications he's a great guy, a nice guy, but I just want him right. off the team. Yeah, I'm so angry. I'm so angry about him being on the Jazz, and I can't. Figure it out. Yeah, because anyways, just a, just a random Logan rant for no reason. But. Well, we talked about how like eighty five, like how I say eighty five percent of NBA players are probably do stuff that many people would find morally objectionable. But since that's what you know, athlete culture is, you know, like we're finding out that some players are hitting on uh, a woman when they're married and everything. Mike Conley feels like he's in that fifteen percent, right? Like, oh, he does. Like we say, we, we say it all the time. Like he probably is a good person. Like Donovan yeah, Mitchell, like Donovan Mitchell, we've heard some stories about some shady things he's done, right? But he also yeah. has done some really good stuff. So, like, I don't want to, I, I, I try not to put my athletes on a pedestal where I'm like, well, I want him here because I think he's a morally great person. I, I try to, I try to keep that out of it. But Mike Conley is feels like one of those good guys, and I think you're you're, you're mad at him because like he's he's probably going to be on the Jazz because he makes too much money and. He probably can't be traded to get like even I don't I don't even know if you can get a second round pick for Mike Conley because there's the problem is that you have to trade to somebody that has cap space right so it is what it is. Um, yeah, again I don't know just just random Mike Conley rage for no reason. But, <laughs> that was pretty. Random. That's a whole other topic talking about morally morally uh, warped players. It's it, I don't know that you're right. It's such a challenge, but there's there's definitely some dudes who really. In different sports, you push that limit to where, like, can can I yeah. abandon my fandom over these guys? Exactly, the they've gotten worse and worse. So I don't know. It's just it's, especially with the NFL. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just, and it, but it, any any level of performer, it's like just it's becoming harder and harder right. for me to, to just draw that separation. But um, then again, I still love watching the sports. So Man, it is what it is, yeah, guess, like but. you have to turn that part of your brain off. Like, oh, this sport sucks to watch. Like, as because like you know you're you're watching it with a bunch of people who morally do things that you wouldn't want them to do but it's also entertaining to watch guys then i get the other end of the spectrum with now my 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 favorite (laughs) broncos country let's ride (laughs) let's go russ that's god's that's god's way of punishing me he's sending me goody 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 russ Russ just because (laughs) c-i-a-r-a all right um so back to like a mo so what the jazz really got because you know, we talked about this. You know, we haven't potted in over uh, over a month, but we talked about the Rudy Gobert trade, and that was it's a bunch of players, right? Just a bunch of like random, like you know, the Pat Beverly, which we we all knew was basically to get another asset, uh, Malik Beasley, which is sort of interesting. Like the guy knows how to score. We've seen it before, so that was interesting in a way. Like uh, to yeah, me, yeah. But he, I mean, Beasley's not Beasley's not gonna be a dude who's gonna right. be around well, long enough well, that it's ever gonna matter, right? So. I think to me, he's another one of those like. Play well enough so we can trade you again, basically for for Beasley for me. It's like, you know, play well enough that somebody goes, yeah, I want to give you a, a, a first rounder for a bench score, basically. You know, I guess that's fair. Yeah, um, 
Open, Walk, open tryout on NBA court. Right. Um, uh, Walker Kessler, the, the the first round, you know, he's a center. Like, maybe he's something. Vanderbilt, people he either seem to hate or love. So, you know, two guys that... I like, I like, I like the idea of Vanderbilt. Again, I just don't know. Yeah. Because yeah. any of the guys we got now that aren't rookies, I just... I don't know how long has Vanderbilt been in the league. Uh, only a, f- a few years. Let me let me look it up real quick. To okay, so I mean, there's still abilities to lock him up if he turns out to be good, anyways. Then, right? Yes. So, so. Um, Jared Vanderbilt was drafted. Uh, can we go to the the Wikipedia page here? Um, he's 23 years old. So, um, drafted in in uh, 2018. So, but he's also a second round pick. Like. You know, you, <laughs> you're hoping for you're, you're hoping for George Yang or um uh, or um uh, 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 Mione, Who knows? Um, and then Leonardo <laughs> Ball, Ball, yeah, Leonardo Balmar. So basically, the Jazz in the player side of the Rudy Gobert trade, they only get they, they got guys that you hope to flip. Patrick Beverly was flipped. Uh, Malik Beasley, I think, needs to be flipped. May, I don't know, maybe one of those guys, um, like Kessler, Balmaro, and Vanderbilt. If one of those guys turns into a, a solid rotation player, you pro- you probably do well in that part. What's a Balmaro? What is that? <laughs> he he was something that was he that people were excited about until they saw him in summer league and he sucked. So, um, but like, what what is he? Was he is he? Uh, is, he's a uh, he's a weak. Right? But I mean, like, how long has he been in the NBA? Oh, was uh, he, or is he two years. Let's go to but his. So he was he was on he was on. Let's Minnesota's go to his roster. Wikipedia page. Um, he was on Minnesota's roster in twenty. Yeah, so he's he's a second year guy. He was a rookie last year, so. Okay. Yep. So yeah, I mean, yeah, he was a first round pick though, twenty twenty third overall pick. So he's twenty one years old. Uh, born September eleventh. Never forget. Um, Jesus, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, uh, so De- Donovan, Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, September seventh. Uh, Leandro Balmero, September eleventh, uh, two thousand. Uh, who trans September? Oh 9th. Jesus, man! He, he was barely he avoided some real. Two thousand. <laughs> wait a second. Was it two thousand or two thousand one? Oh one, I want to say. Uh, oh, never yeah, forget. Never, so never forget Logan. Never forget. The, the irony, though. Um, <laughs> could you imagine? You're right. Exactly. That, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of un, uncomfortable cancelable jokes that I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah I'm just gonna be quiet and leave myself yeah, for exactly. a minute. Um, let's go to the draft picks that Jazz got. So the pick swaps are whatever, right? Like the twenty six. The 2026 pick swap, the chances that the Jazz are worse than the Cavs or the Wolves, probably, or or better than the Cavs or Wolves, probably not going to happen. But if it does, cool. You know, you can move up a little bit. Like it's unlikely that the Cavs or Wolves are going to be a top five, you know, pick team. So that doesn't really mean you. you so you know, I, I don't want, I don't understand how swap works. So what you're saying is in 2026, mm-hmm. whoever we, has the if, if, worst record, the Jazz will get that pick. So you're just trading a hypothetical situation. There's no like, there's no like recovering it if it turns out that you're the worst. You don't get yeah. anything for that. You yep. just it's just trade a, a hypothetical. Yep, it's basically a shot. It's, it's, it's basically a lottery ticket. It's basically it's a scratch. It's, it's a different type of scratcher. <laughs> and so yeah, you're, you're taking a shot in the dark. So yeah, that's the, so like yeah, pick swaps. They're they're, I mean, if it works out, cool. If it doesn't work out, well, whatever, right? You know, it's just it's a fifty fifty shot there. So, um, uh, twenty seven. The the Jazz got so. This is where it gets to really interesting. 25 and 27. So Jazz got unprotected in 25. I mean, again, 2025 is... You probably think the Wolves are going to be okay in 2025. So it's unlikely that that, that they'll be able to 
get, but you know, injuries happen. Things weird things happen. If that happens, cool. Same thing with the Cavs. The Cavs, they got the Jazz got the twenty four. Those are two picks that are now. You know, the the shitty part is that what really gets interesting for the Jazz because of variance and everything is twenty twenty seven and on. So um, the twenty twenty seven unprotected pick might be the 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 best part of the Jazz trade for Rudy Gobert was a pick in twenty twenty seven. But that could be anything. It could it, it it you know it could be the number one pick, but it could also be another pick in the twenties. Um, I'm, I'm depressing Logan here, uh, and so and the 29 pick is the top five protected pick, which is still pretty good. Like that's lightly protected, but God, like, what if this Wolves do so? Well, the Wolves go back to being the the sucky Wolves, and they have a top five pick because that was really suck for the Jazz that they, they they lose that draft pick. So, um, the 2027, Whoops. yeah, the 2027 draft pick is the best part of that Rudy Gobert trade, and when, when you put it that way, it, it doesn't sound great. Um. But really, it's a lot. It's a lot of dart throws. You're you're trying to get as many dart throws in the draft because it, it seems to be you know the studies kind of show that, in the NBA, drafting is the best way to kind of get your team, you know, to the. I mean, they, they 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 didn't just get the twenty twenty seven though, right? Like, what else did they get? I know you're assuming that that's the best one. Say that's the best chance for Rudy to be washed up, is in five years, right? But what what else? Did, what other picks did they get from them? That, so the twenty three pick. The 2023 pick, which is as we okay. discussed, probably going to be in the 20s. The 2025 pick is it's also it's, it's, it's going to be a top 10. <laughs> the 2025 pick um, uh, is sort of interesting. Like Rudy Gobert's contract is up around then, but you know, I, I don't know. Maybe he will. You know, if he does not playing at a high level, then who knows? 2025 is. So they got 23, 25, 27. I thought they got five for him. Uh, they got a pick swap. Twenty nine, twenty twenty nine is a top five protected, um, which is still pretty good. But the problem is that you kind of want to be in the top five, and so if the the Wolves, you know, somehow are just so off on twenty twenty five, you lose that draft pick. Um, and was there another draft? Pick? You just lose it all together. Uh, yes. I, I don't. I don't even think it becomes a second. Like it might become a second round draft pick in the next year, but who cares at that point, right? Jesus Christ. Uh, Minnesota, 27, 26 was a pick swap, 25. I, I think, you know, no, it was, it was, everyone it was, was raving about five, right? That was the thing. Because of, because they're, because of, they're counting, they're, they're counting Walker Kessler as one, which I don't oh, think, you should, I don't think they should count. Uh, and so, I mean, so I, again, I, I'm trying to, you know, talk about the other side here. Like it's exciting, but also we're, we're trading for a bunch of, um, dice rolls here. Um, and uh, so with the Cavs pick today, you know, so now the, the Jazz got a little more interesting players, right? Laurie Markkinen is only 25. I think he, if I remember correctly, he was sort of like the 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 main part of that Jimmy Butler trade to Minnesota. Like they really wanted that pick to go with like uh, Jimmy Butler and, and Zach Levine. And like they, they really love that Laurie Markkinen pick um, uh, from Chicago or from Minnesota to Chicago. Uh, so, you know, he's 25. He's seven foot. He can shoot like, I don't know. He's interesting, but I, I don't think he's he, he's not going to be an all star, but he's youngish. Like you, you you can you can see Lori Markinen being a guy that could stay with the Jazz for the next ten years, and is is his ceiling bogey with more height? Maybe he could become your all your all new Derek Favors. <laughs> uh, you know they they got um uh, another twenty twenty two pick and uh, uh, Ojai. Uh, Ajbaji, I, I should I should look that up before I start podcasting. 
Um, you know, he's he's from Kansas. Um, I just you know the number what was he number sixteen pick fourteen pick yeah number fourteen pick. Um, it's something you know it's it's, it's a lottery pick so there's that it's at least clay <laughs> you know you like you don't think it's gonna be anything great but there's clay you can mold it so it could be something pretty good and uh Colin, like Colin Sexton um you know he was a twenty five point uh twenty four points uh, point per game score a couple years ago before he got injured uh. You know, they signed him to a, you know, the contract is not overwhelming. It's something like four years. So he's not even making $20 million a year. Um, yeah, it's like 18, right? That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's nothing that's going to kill your cap. Like, you're never going to be like, oh, my God, that Colin, that Colin Sexton uh, contract is killing us, you know? Like, it, it's fine. Four years. Um, I don't think there's a player option, so certain people should be pretty happy about that. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Jazz get... Uh, uh, three unprotected first round picks. Now this one gets interesting because the picks are not in twenty twenty three. It's twenty twenty five, which is the first year that Donovan Mitchell could bolt from Cleveland if he wanted to. Um, if that you know, I, I think if you ask me today, it looks unlikely that's going to happen. But who knows? You know, th- there was that talk about New York. I mean, if it's if that's his first chance to go to New York and he wants to go there, there's a chance. You know, like you know that New York is going to retool in the next couple of years to make sure they have all the 20, 25 cap space to have a chance to go uh, get Donovan Mitchell, right? So that's what they're going to do. Or Brooklyn, one of those two teams. He'll, um, still, he'll send up. I think he still ends up in Nick then, but anyways. Yeah, I mean, he might. And then so all of a sudden that 2025 pick looks better, even though, you know, all the other cast, um, uh, uh players are, are young. You lose – if you lose one of your top two, three players, like that's going to hurt your team. Uh, and then 27, 29, those are, again, um, they're further away, but those picks, you're hoping that something, you know, we just saw the Jazz, you know, in five years of Donovan Mitchell go from being super young and, and, and exciting to, all right, time to blow it up, you know? And uh, if that happens to the Cavs, if all of a sudden, like, Evan Mobley decides he's too big for Cleveland or um, uh, Darius Garland doesn't play like um, he, he played last year, those picks look pretty interesting in, you know, five years down the line. Now, it's sucks that it's five years down the line, but it gives the Jazz at least a better window. <laughs> like, if the Jazz had brought back Rudy and Donovan, 2027 would have looked pretty bleak for the Jazz. Now it looks all right. 2027, 2029. So that, that's why the, the unprotected picks were way more um, desirable than unprotected picks. Or, sorry, protected picks, you know, top 10, lottery, whatever. And the and the pick swaps like the the Jazz get the swap picks with the Cavs in twenty six and twenty eight and again it's one of those maybe it could that could work out pretty well so um, so now that I've like kind of like taken it apart a little bit <laughs> Logan how do you feel about the trade? Uh, two things first of all um, the NBA continues to have the most dumb shit fucking rules for <laughs> anything as far as draft picks go. Um, the fact that you can put in a swap, which may not turn out to be anything, or protections of picks is bullshit. Also learn from our guy Spencer Kill that you can't trade picks in back-to-back years. Also fucking stupid. If you want to get rid of something, let people get rid of it. So the NBA continues to have the stupidest rules with draft picks I've ever heard of. Um, but I do appreciate you laying it all out for me because I've seen it in various iterations. And the fact that you just put them there side by side, the Cleveland Hall is like head and shoulders above the – Minnesota Hall. I mean, I think, like you said, we got three players who we could actually see 
on the roster or as like multiple pieces, right? Plus those picks. I mean, essentially the picks are the same as the, the, the picks are similar. You know, he, who knows what Cleveland and Minnesota will be by 2025 through 2029, but essentially picks in the same range, right? So we got, we got picks plus players. Yes. Whereas when you look at, when you look at the, Minnesota, the, uh, Minnesota, the Minnesota side of it all, you look at, uh, Kessler and maybe, Vanderbilt, but again, if Vanderbilt turns out to be a stud, he's not going to be around long enough, right? So, um, so maybe two guys, you know. So yeah, like I don't know. It's, it, it definitely feels like they got a lot more. I mean, again, by by all means, both phenomenal hauls they got for both dudes, mm-hmm. and he did a, a great job I with mean, that. But I'm just saying, when you lay them side by side, it certainly feels like the Mitchell one was an even better. Yeah. Which is what people anticipated, right? I know the Jazz right. fans don't believe that. Because I mean, one was for one was for thirty year old center. That in a, a position that a lot of teams no longer use anymore. Number one, um, like the, the Rudy Gobert one is impressive because, like, yeah, he's thirty years old. Like that, that might have been the, the ceiling you can get for um, uh, uh, Rudy Gobert. The Donovan Mitchell one's kind of odd because you know it's a twenty-five year old, offensively gifted superstar that um, you know he, he Donovan Mitchell will, will sell a lot more jerseys than Rudy Gobert, right? Like I'm not, I'm not. Defaming anybody—that's just the way it is. Donovan Mitchell connects more with uh, audiences. He'll make you more money. He'll, you know, he'll do that stuff. And um, when you trade a twenty-five-year-old uh, stuff like that, you you expect to get more. Um, and the Knicks, apparently- yeah, no, it, it, it makes it makes plenty of sense when I start using my logic for mine. I just, you know, again, <laughs> spending two or three years watching Jazz Twitter to telling me that 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 one is far superior to the other because of their advanced analytics. It just, I just, you know. Right, you're like, right. It does. It makes a it makes a lot it makes a lot more sense as to what. But but, but you're right. It's just you know, Twitter knows Twitter knows better. Twitter knows better <laughs> Twitter than all the GMs in the NBA and yeah. everyone else who covers the league. I mean, there there are some like I mean, just it's just one of the things that I mean, I do. Do I think that any of uh, I can't remember. I think Mark. I, I was I was Mueller tweeted out something like none of the guys on the Jazz list are, are going to be all stars. Like it's unlikely. But you know, there's um. Uh, uh, let's see if I can find us. I don't butcher what he said um but yeah like i mean I, the main point is that you know the jazz did they replace gobert or mitchell with anything that makes you excited in the near future no god no right like the jazz are the jazz have positioned themselves to be very bad and i, I get that it's not going to be very fun to watch for the next couple years or more. <laughs> uh, some people think it's going to be decades, and th- but there's a chance. There's a chance that happens that the Jazz are going to be really bad for the next um, few years, uh, at least few years, maybe the next decade. I don't. I don't know. Like you have to be, you have to be good at drafting, and the Jazz have historically shown us that they are bad at drafting. Um, but they also, um, uh, they also hit. Uh, on on Donovan Rudy, so I, I'm I'm saying it, it can be done. Um, Ainge is doing a decent job of drafting dudes, right? So I mean, he I mean, you know, right? He he's the one that famously traded away uh, the number one pick and ended up with the better player. He traded away Markel yeah. Fultz and got Jason Tatum um, and other stuff. So yeah, that's, that's a pretty that's a pretty good haul. Uh, Dan Ainge has a has a track track record, and you know this is. You know, we use the term same old. The, the problem is that the, this isn't the same old jazz. Like, the jazz have, uh, you know, uh, the golden boy, Ryan Smith. Um, you know, he brought in Danny Age. Like, he's 
you know, for better or worse, like, you know, for, for, for the missteps in the rebrand and everything, Ryan Smith has had a vision like, okay, you know, you know, there, there was talk that Ryan Smith, as soon as he bought the team, was like he like he had already had it out for uh, Rudy and Don. Like this is you know, and if, if that's if that's the case, if if you, I don't mind whoa, him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What was that part? I didn't hear that part. What did you say? Oh, that, that like I'm a, we we've heard rumblings that uh, rumors that Ryan Smith, you know, basically when he got here, he was ready to blow it up from day one. Um, oh really? You know, through, oh. through you know through, through the even even through the first season, he's like, hey, you know, we're gonna let it play out. And I, I don't mind that. Like, I, I don't mind. If that's, a, if that's what you're going to stake, you know, it's his money, right? If he's going to plant his flag on, I think the Jazz can do better um, without Rudy and Don. I mean, maybe it's not the smartest thing to do, but at least it's somewhere, you know, like at least he's planted his flag somewhere. Um, so for all the crap I give Ryan Smith, I'm like, well, at least he planted, like, at least he, he knew what he was going to do. He brought, he brought in people and he went and got deals for um, um, guys. And he, and that's the things that, like, you know, I remember we talked about trading during the trade deadline, and um, you know, we talked about like trading people at their peak value. And you said to me, it's really, it's a really hard thing to do to trade guys at their peak value. I think Danny Ainge and and Ryan Smith just did that. Like, you know, these guys, these guys' values were probably going to d- diminish the longer they're on the Jazz and and underachieving. And to get what they did at the time, like it's a hard thing to do. Obviously, we're, we're seeing it from everybody how you know how how unpopular the the uh, the moves are, but. At least that's you know that that's the way, and it, it, I, I don't mind if that's what you choose to do. You better hope that you're right, or you better hope that you know if it doesn't work out that you have other plans. But yeah. Um, anyway, back to um, I was Mueller tweet. He goes, "Is there an all star on the list of players that the Jazz got? Unlikely, but the prize are the unprotected first, not just the draft, but also like they can use those um, uh, draft picks to swing a, a trade in the future. So if the Jazz somehow do draft in the next two three drafts some." Uh, Two or three guys that they think Has they can. Danny build. Ainge ever traded those for something though? Uh, he almost did it for Justice <laughs> Winslow. So um, uh, that's what I'm saying. That, that, yeah. That's what it turns out to be. That's what the Danny Ainge really appears. <laughs> he has those dangling for years, right? And they yeah. never actually get packaged for Anthony Davis or uh, whichever yeah. insert, whatever possible superstar might be available. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, you know. And um, also, I refuse to give I refuse to give Ryan Smith any credit for this. Hey, that's just, uh, that's. I want to be on the that, just, that's just on the on the record. On the record, <laughs> that is fair, man. Um, all right, cool. Like, uh, we, uh, well, we forgot to touch on the Pat. Pat Beverly also brought back um, a 21 year old and uh, a former number eight pick, Stanley Johnson. Uh, you know, those are probably crap players, but they're they're still youngish enough that <laughs> they can be maybe interesting <laughs> in a way. Like THT was that like I remember. I remember Stan, Stanley Johnson dominating Rudy Gobert in L.A. That's when I knew this Jets team was falling apart. Those L.A. losses. <laughs> that was a couple we, years. We, our, our podcast was early on that. Remember when we lost to the Lakers <laughs> yeah. twice, and we're like, "Yeah, this is the same old Jazz." I mean, I believe Stanley Johnson like dominated Rudy yeah. Gobert. I'm like, yeah. "What he, the fuck is going on?" He had like on? 15 or 17 points in the fourth quarter, and we're just going straight at Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> I, THT, I, like we said, we made all well, we've all made our jokes, but Laker fans. I mean, he was the key piece to the superstar available in the trade market. So and I'm glad uh, we got him. They they netted they netted Pat Beverly because of it. So um, yeah, yeah, Pat, Pat, Pat that's the, that's the reason Minnesota's going to fall apart. They traded their heart and soul with Pat Beverly. That so. is, hey, yeah, it, it might be true. Like we'll see. Like <laughs> I, I fucking hope it is. <laughs> Pat Beverly. Um, so yeah, so we, we talked about, you know, some interesting, um, it's been, it's been an interesting time as a jazz fan. Like, um, you, you made the joke how like your October 
and you know, end of October has opened up, so you can watch other things. Gets it has even said it today, something about like I'm a, he can finally give up sports, and it, it is exciting for me. And maybe it's because I, I I'm not somebody who had planned my life around watching jazz games. Like I didn't need to be home at a certain time to watch jazz games. That's because you get paid to do it. goddammit. it! <laughs> I do get paid to do it. So <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> you so, are not like us. Yeah, that, 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 that's you know that's where I sit too. <laughs> that, and that's why. And well, that's why like I have you on here and, and Jared on here and, and invite people on because I don't remember what it's like to be. A, a diehard fan, like you know, when I was when I was twenty one, yeah, man, I was up. Oh, can't go out tonight. There's a jazz game on, so I got to go watch it. But it it changes. As, yeah, that, as I that, go that, that definitely won't be the case anymore. Yeah. But I mean, if they're on and I'm home because because I'm home just most nights, it's just I'm, I'm I'm sure I'll watch it. It won't be like it was before. I'm too invested now, I guess, in this community yeah. of jazz Twitter. While we talk a lot of shit about it, I'm definitely invested with these folks. So yeah. I'll be watching more than I did the last time they tried. They they half heartedly attempted this shit, but. I mean, that, that's that, that's the big thing. You touched on it a few times. They're actually fully going for this time. They're not actually just half-assing right. it. I mean, I've seen a number of people debate it. I wasn't paying attention to Jazz very well back then about how we should have tanked one more the first year of Donovan or the, in that era. There was better picks available, and that could have been the extra piece that we needed. But um, but that was like a half-hearted tank job, right? But this one is this one's full-fledged tank. I mean, that, that was even half-hearted. They 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 went they went to the playoffs that year. <laughs> like they, yeah, they, yeah. They but I mean, like, I, think, I, I think like if you would have like. I mean, it, I mean, everyone's smart if they I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They 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 never committed fully to it, and that speaks more to probably and I can't remember the ownership I, and the leadership at the time. Yeah, I can't remember if I said that on the pod or uh, on a spaces, but the Jazz have never really, like in my lifetime, have never really embraced the tank. Um, not like this, not like when you when you're actually have a chance to be above average. The, the, I mean, the first tank happened when Jazz and, and or Jazz when John Stockton and Carl Malone retired, right? Like they retired and left the, the Jazz. Like, all right, that that wasn't that wasn't the, the Jazz would have run it back as much as they could have if if, if John didn't retire. So that that was the first time that they were bad and they were decent that first year, and then they had a, a couple of bad years. They drafted Darren, they they got Boozer, they got Okur, and then all of a sudden the Jazz were back after four or five years. But it wasn't because you know they were doing hardcore tanks is that they finally, you know, got the number six pick because they were so bad and was able to turn that into Darren Williams um, and then make some good free agent signings. But then after that is when they traded Darren. Um, they, they, I mean, they, they held on to a Darren-less jazz team for a year and a half, making playoffs and stuff and, and barely missing the playoffs with, with Millsap and Jefferson. Um, and then what happened? They, they just they didn't trade those guys. They just let them walk. And so that tank was activated because uh, – just because they the, their their best players just walked for nothing, and they had to start from square one with uh, with all their picks that they had. So, this is the first time the Jazz have really gone out and said, you know what, we're not going to be above average. We're not going to try to go for the fifth seed. We're gonna we're gonna rip the bad day off now, and, and we're gonna kill our creation, and um, uh, and start over. You know, like they had seen the writing on the wall, and. Um, yeah, so this is the first time we've we we really seen it, and in, in my lifetime, I mean, unless you disagree with me. No, they've never done it. Absolutely, I don't think they've ever. I mean, it, yeah, they've they've never done this. They've always tried to be the they they would rather be they rather be okay than great or bad, right? So yeah. yeah, they've never gone this far into it. There there is some there is some tingly elements of it today. If I had the intermittent intermittent flashbacks though of just. The hopelessness when we traded, traded Darren Williams is kind of like that first time when I was like, okay, so this is the way the NBA works. It's never going to be fair for us. It's never going to matter. Yep. And there's definitely 
a lot of that that exists today. While while when they did the Darren trade, they never completely went all in on it. It's some of the same feelings of if you can't keep your your actual franchise players, none of this even matters, right? So mm-hmm. while while these twenty twenty fives, twenty sevens, twenty nines may turn out to be something, we've learned very quickly that our window is incredibly tight as jazz fans. It's a very very small window, and the window was really only open for a year. Uh, if we're being completely honest, because the year before felt too early, and then last year felt like that was never going to happen, so it was really a one-year window. And and, and maybe a whole lot with a whole lot of luck in our favor. While we want to play the injury situation, there was a whole lot that broke in our direction, and we couldn't capitalize on it. So, and, and maybe the hard part was that you had your, your two stars were just at different stages. Like you, you had a you had a Donovan who was too young, and a Rudy that was too old for each other, and you know they chose to try to win in the Rudy Gobert uh, uh, window. And that meant going to get older guys, Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich, um, as opposed to like saying, "Okay, cool, like we have this young, twenty-two-year-old Donovan Mitchell. Let's go." You know like, what the Cavs did, right? That the Cavs have, you know, I think Jared Allen's twenty-four, um, Darius Garland's twenty-one or twenty-two, Evan Mobley's twenty or twenty-one. Like these are, you know, go get somebody that's in that same window, and that's why it might work out for the Cavs, uh, small market Cavs who are. You know, also not a not a, an NBA destination that a lot of uh, people want to go to, but because you matched up Donovan Mitchell with them, um, people, you know, in his same age bracket, you have a chance to um uh, you know to continue to to win because all your young guys are on the same you know it, for for someone to leave it would have to be because their relationship was either unsalvageable or or what. But like if if that Cavs team keeps winning, it, it'd be hard to see them uh, you know any of their young guys wanting to leave there. Because they're in a good situation, so. they, 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 they may be true. I have to think about that one a little bit more. You know that there's, 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 I've heard that come up a few times. I've never really acknowledged and taken time to think about it. I guess I, I don't always go down that road because Donovan, you know, in the playoffs had been so good that I didn't necessarily feel like his timeline was. He seemed to be ahead of schedule because he's had. I mean, some of those playoffs. I mean, basically every playoffs with the exception of last year, he's been otherworldly. So right. I just never really. I mean, granted, that's true. They may have they may have tried to reload it, but because he was so good so early, I never felt like he was the reason. I felt like it was the supporting cast, which they did their best to upgrade, and that just they just well, that's what I'm saying. Right. They, they upgraded but, they upgraded with the older guys as opposed to trying to upgrade with the younger guys and taking their lumps. You know, while Donovan was 21 to 23, 24, but getting younger guys in there. You know, trying to go, trying instead of getting veterans to try to. And then you could have unloaded a Rudy this year who's aging and then just yeah, lost some pieces. Uh, you know, or unloaded. Okay, I, see, I, see, I see what yeah, you're saying. Like unloaded okay. Rudy before, you know, this and try to get some young, you know, try to instead of, you know, okay. instead of going to get Boyan, trying to go draft the Mikel Bridges instead or go draft, you know, uh, Mikel, wait, which one's, which one's the one that's not the good Bridges? <laughs> Miles. Miles, 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 is the, Miles is the piece of shit. So, yeah, not Miles Bridges. Mikel Bridges. Yeah, like he's, a, he, he's yeah. a shitty human, right? That's right. He's, he's yeah, Miles is a, is a shitty. He has a, he has a cool name, but he's a shitty human. Um, yeah, but, like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, the Jazz decided to go for it with, with the veterans as opposed to trying to, you know, draft other younger talent, you know, try to get better draft picks to get younger talent that fit Donovan Mitchell's timeline, I guess. So, and because they did that, you know, I mean, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer of the way to do it. But if you do go with, with what the Jazz did, I think this is probably the reason or what they had to do now is to, you know, hit the reset button. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I, think, I think back then they did the right thing. I think now they've done the right thing. Just some, it's like, it, I, I think that Mike Holly is a perfect summation of that. Yep. It definitely, you know, we can, people can debate it all day long, but knowing what other things may have been available, especially a guy 
playing point guard for um, the Suns right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just think I mean I, I don't blame them for doing it, but it's hard to argue that they 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 got that right. That was their all in move, and I just it's hard, especially the way that that Connolly's availability was very much limited for majority of his, yep. his run. Especially when and the way that he wasn't available last year, then also the way he just kind of fell fell apart down the stretch this year. It just, it's hard to argue that he he. That, that, that's a big part of it. We were joked about doing the pod on how much he's changed. Maybe we, maybe we still need to hit that. But he's, he's been a big part of it. He's supposed to be the number three guy, right? Mm-hmm. And it turned out that we had, of our top three players, two of our guys were guys who impacted the game without scoring. That's a problem because <laughs> you still have to outscore the other team. Yeah. So, and the, um, the jazz, it's hard for the, a small market team like the Jazz because your margins are thin. If you, if, you, if you mess up, you know, you, if you're the Blazers, like, hey, you know, the Lakers can mess, the Lakers can mess up their offseason every year and still be, still be good. But the Blazers can't, right? The Jazz, you know, yeah. they've had some good, made some good moves, but they weren't good enough. I mean, the Suns are, are sort of in the same position right now. Like, you know, they have Chris Paul, uh, a, a young Devin Booker. They they got DeAndre Ayton, DeAndre Ayton back, but now if it doesn't happen for the Jazz or the Jazz, the Suns again this year, they're going to be in a in a similar position. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's, could, could could be for sure. You just don't know that long long lasting Chris Paul. I mean, the fact that he may have I don't know. Maybe Booker and Aiden do to, Booker Aiden and Bridges do turn out to be those. You know, mm-hmm. that maybe he helps that maturation process that we saw that the Jazz were very mentally weakened. And maybe that's where some of the Conley stuff comes from. Is it feels it's not just the on the court stuff. You know that he definitely had his shortcomings. You can argue your 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 plus minus is all you wanted. It, it was very clear he wasn't consistently great or even available. But he just didn't. Chris Paul, when he goes places, has this ability to just change everything about him. I mean, Devin Booker has a whole different demeanor now than he ever had before. Yeah. And DeAndre Eaton DeAndre had a lot of flop written on him until he got there, right? So it's just, that, that that's also part of it. It's not just, I mean, the fact that they won, they won a lot of those playoff games with Chris Paul being out over the last couple of years as the cheerleader, right? I mean, it's just it's wild to me. He, he's just changed, that's, that's, he's changed the trajectory of those young guys for a while, and, and Mike Conley didn't do that. Yeah, and maybe he, maybe he was never supposed to do that. I'm not saying he was, but it's just it's hard when you have those two. I mean, when you have those two next to each other, because there was there's always been the Don and the comparables, the Don right and Booker comps. So yeah, and then, then you can get the you know Aiden's younger than. Uh, there's just so many weird parallels there, right? One has thrived. They, they, they haven't got a title. I get that, but one has. You know, I mean, one, one, one's others. window is still open. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I mean, windows very much the, their, their windows kind of open at the same time, and one is still open and one is not. So, um, yeah, one slam shut, one just, almost had Kevin Durant. Yeah, for, for, for the for the um, uh, listeners out there, DeAndre Ayton is the center for the Suns, DeAndre Eaton is Big Mark's uh, son, probably. So, oh, really? I, I kept trying to say DeAndre Eaton, <laughs> and I think you said it too. Uh, that's, why, that's why I was like, um, uh, oh, we got Mark, DeAndre Ayton's yeah, Eaton. Yeah, <laughs> we got we got Mark, we got Mark Eaton on our on our brain here. Uh, Logan, um, uh, anything else in your notebook, real quick, before we before we sign off here? We, we've gone over. No, I don't our, think so. Hour, it's, so. It's, it's it's been it's been the clusterfuck I expected. How's be. how's the how's the therapy for you? Like, I mean, is this worked out for you? <laughs> like, are you feeling better? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I'm very well aware of what I feel today may not be the case tomorrow. You know, but yeah. instead of trying to pretend like I think I think that they I think the Jazz have just do enough hell and uncomfortableness over the last year that we deserve to be a little bit pissed off and not be not be chastised for it. And I, and I, and I respect Twitter for not coming after me as I aired my grievances. So <laughs> nothing was too out of line, but it definitely wasn't the middle of the road stuff. It's, it's the way I feel about it. It's, it's been frustrating to be 
a jazz fan for a while. And I guess the the silver lining here is that this is what they needed to do, and they've done it. And there's finally some closure. It was just it felt it just felt weird yeah. and gooey and gross as we were doing this uh, for yeah. the last since the post Rudy trade, right? It's it's really been two months. Rudy was traded in what? Sometime when was Rudy in, traded? Sometime in July. <laughs> yeah, feels uh, like it's been years, but it's just Rudy it, it, trade. Yeah, maybe it hasn't been months quite yet, but it's it, it just that, that was a weird time to be sitting in the middle. July it just 7th. got really it, it, this got really ugly and nasty, right? Because then the, the camps have always been there, and the camps just got more and more divided as one was there and one wasn't. And the nastiness just existed. I don't know. It just it amplified a lot of the the, the the dark, gross sides of jazz Twitter. It was like the perfect storm for like letting that flare up and get just uncomfortable, disappointed to watch people that you like uh, just be so nasty with each other. And then also just like what there's nothing to look forward to when you log on. Like it's supposed to be – for me, it's a getaway when you log on to see what everyone's up to, and it's just like the same old shit every day, trade machine, trade machine. Mm-hmm. This is why Don's a piece of shit. This is why Ruby's my god, and uh, <laughs> it's just – it's yeah, it, the, it, it was just – it was very much on – it was Groundhog Day, and it was just – We are ugh. we are at clean slate, um, uh, Jazz. Um, a, a couple things for us. So, again, I can't remember what – it was the old Danny boy. We were talking about Danny Ainge. We talked about um, uh, when he got here, I said, um, uh, you know, there's no loyalty to any Jazz players, so called that one. That one had a lot of Hassan Whiteside talking it for some reason. Uh, again, <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> he's still available, right? He is still available, and that was when I was like, I think he, I think Hassan Whiteside has earned himself a five six million dollar contract. Um, I didn't fire that tweet off. Yep, um, uh, Jared uh, talked about um, uh, Danny Angel always trying to win trades, and there's always going to be more trade talk. Uh, we talked about Mark and running it back, Whiteside uh, again, uh, Jared calling um, Danny Angel shithead. We talked about Rudy Day. <laughs> oh, what the what the shit? Uh, yeah, I just tapped in here to what the to hell? Uh, <laughs> One hour was, later. Really wow, that was, that was actually that was really good uh, timing. Holy Jesus! Go the distance. Forty nine arrives an hour later. Um, yeah, I caught the end of your show. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, man. Teaching is it happens. Um, uh, that was teaching. a that was also the that was also the episode we talked about washing our legs in the shower. So. <laughs> so make sure to do that. Um, I'm still shook over this Jared appearance. I don't, I don't even know if this is real or not. It's just, I I, just for all I know, just, who was just got who was just dubbed in his voice over the top? Pre-recorded, just, just came um, out of nowhere. Um, uh, yes. even, it's like one of those WWE promos where they record it and they're clearly not in the same place and they're trying to have a dialogue. And yes, Jared, Jared, we're gonna Jared, we're gonna do we're gonna do a one minute pod for you. Um, uh, Danny Ainge. Um, uh, one year one year later. Thoughts? Not even one year later. One off well, honestly, uh, what you say? Huh. Yeah, I, uh, I the, the, it's it's awkward because there's immediately one word that came to mind, and I was like, "Oh man, really? That's the one. That's the one word you came up with." Shithead. Uh, no savior. Savior. <laughs> Any savior. Uh, sorry, Logan talked. Logan, Logan talked about how he went, took a whole one eighty two from that episode. So. Danny Ainge is God. God is Danny Ainge. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. Mark from the twos and threes is throwing his phone across the room right now because of this. Uh, oh, dude, um, he's he's set it on fire and he's like. These guys have let me down for Jared, the last time. Jared, you're going to be, uh, when you re-listen to this, um, uh, I tried to depress Logan about um, all the quote-unquote assets we got from the trades. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, you know. Oh, did you you read the whole? You all read the whole list to him and, uh, and stuff from both trades. He read them. He, he read it off masterfully, actually. And he put them <laughs> right next to each other, where it was easy to understand. Nice. I, I, I feel like the Cleveland was a much bigger win than the Minnesota one, and it, and it should and it should be right. So, um, uh, Jared, before we get to your uh, Logan, I'm a. Anybody that you want to shout out for in the Proto Schooner, uh, Marnay's Proto Schooner Corner 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 um, uh, today? No, no, not at all. I don't have anybody. Um, I do. I don't. I, my what did my mom say at Aria's party? She said something about calling Jared a little bitch for not shouting her out that he met her at her <laughs> anniversary party. It's like I listened to the, I listened to the last episode and Jared didn't shout me out that little bitch. He, he, he didn't yeah. say he met me at the, she, at the anniversary party. She said party. something like that. She did say something like that. She was, uh, that was so funny when she said that. <laughs> uh, I want to shout out to all the ladies on Jazz Twitter because uh, Sexton is now a part of it and the Twitter off yeah. the is going to get really good. Um. Two after um, that, be much better. I mean, the name says it all, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, people, people, people are people are pissed about Donovan not acknowledging you. Oh my god, let the drama end, folks. Let the drama. Oh end. my, yeah, they're they're just craving it at this point. They're like, damn well, it! I, I mean, I mean there, there, there was some definite, there was some truth to it though. He did take him out of the bio and got traded a day later. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. I, I do believe the NBA players are. I do believe that NBA players are that petty. Yeah. Um, oh, I agree. And, and and with Donovan, I wouldn't be so hard on him for not issuing one. But his little tweets with the picture of him in the Cleveland jersey and the wind horse back to back was, if he's got time to be doing that shit, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, no, oh, I'm, Logan, not, I'm not, definitely Logan, trying to needle. Logan definitely just trying to needle. Oh yeah, <laughs> Logan just tweeted <laughs> out when the Jazz is stop fucking around and resign White side. <laughs> and Jamie Protein replied, "They already have seven. Jamie Protein replied and said, "They already have seventeen players on this." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh, funny because like we literally got done talking about that in the pod. I, I oh, did. I am so glad that I that I arrived just in time to shout out Build Favors because that guy has been like the goat of late. I love this dude. <laughs> He's been firing off some music. He's like Walker Kessler Ranger now or something. Yes, Walker, Walker Kessler. Ranger. Uh, build favors, and then I got. Um, he, he's going to be great at naming fantasy football teams. I'm sure he's just that. <laughs> he's got to be. I put out the call for uh, for uh, Utah Jazz fantasy football um, uh, co op league, and nobody wanted to be in this. I'm like, oh, whatever. That's because we all joined Allen's league already. Allen's oh, did you? One, so. Oh, good. Oh, well, Allen, I think Allen has I a league. It, I, I, th- I think the only people in the co-op is me and Alan. Oh, and some well, of other people I've never even met. Well, I, clicked on the, I clicked on the group, and I don't recognize any of the names. I'm like, oh. Uh, that, that's that's fine. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, uh, you know, we're, we're about to see Donovan get more recommitted to defense. I saw that today. Oh, I mean, uh, Logan, thoughts about New York? Donovan they, getting committed to defense, what, 10 years running now? Apparently, so. yeah. New York, um, uh, do you think they fucked up or not? Uh, yeah, definitely. But that's the Knicks, though, right? That's, so sounds like the Knicks. I but mean, I, 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 I like what we got from Cleveland a whole lot better. I, my, because see, I don't follow this stuff like well enough to know, <laughs> and so it always felt like it, I mean, I mean, it's been, yeah, it's, it's, it's 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 been framed so much that like the Knicks were the very best, that anything outside the Knicks was us settling for something less, right? Um, that's what the Knicks I, thought. I'm not even going to go down. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go down the road of like what was or wasn't available because that's been a Woj Tony Jones shit show of PR covering masses today. So I uh, oh we, we all know what we think was there, right? So yes, absolutely. I, I, but when I really look at what they got from Cleveland, they got the three unprotected picks, right? And and the, the three dudes they got are like guys that like 
might be meaningful pieces. I mean, one's essentially a draft pick from this year, and I think that Sexton is intriguing to say the least. Yeah, I don't the know guy what it means. 14. And Markin, I, I think Markin is a guy who could be a serviceable, yeah. decent player. I'm not super excited for him, but I would say I like him on the same level as Vanderbilt, perhaps. Right. So I mean, mm. if that's, if, if, yeah, I don't know. I think we've got a much better package there. I don't. I didn't like the the, 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 the Knicks stuff. Was I don't know. I mean, sexting I don't know. I guess the guy I'm most excited for with Minnesota is probably Malik Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, if, hey, hey, don't man. Even, no, no, it's funny because like I'm gonna be. We are gonna we're gonna have Larsa Pippen pull up and all these later. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be like, hey, man, you need to come courtside. And we're gonna have all these fuck Scotty posters. Yeah, sorry, and, you know. we were just laughing because like we 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 when we talked about it and we we, we both yeah. were like. We're like, we're like Malik Beasley, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. That's oh, not, that's but, so funny. But my reasons are 100 percent petty because fuck the Bulls and you know. Well, I, I did. I did also say unless, unless I did also say unless Malik Beasley still fucking Larson, right, Pitt, right. Scottie Pippen's wife. Right. I don't care. Right. He did say right. that. So. Uh, that's just funny that you bought him up. Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so like New, like the New York thing is like what Woj like depending on who you want to believe. Well, it's like, oh, R.J. Barrett was in the deal, and I think it. it I, I don't think R.J. Barrett was. I don't think R.J. was in the deal because I, I don't think the Jazz. I think the Jazz would much rather give Colin Sexton four for seventy two, than R.J. Oh, Barrett yeah. four 100%. for like what one twenty one one hundred whatever he got like twenty twenty seven million a year like yeah hundred percent because R.J. Barrett feels like he's a complimentary player, like he's maybe your fourth fifth best guy on a championship team, and the Jazz are like. We want to give this guy thirty million dollars a year. Yeah, I don't fucking think so. Yeah, like that—that's where I think the 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 win is. Like, if the Jazz were like, they didn't want RJ, but they, they wanted other guy. Excuse me, some other guys there. Um, I think I think if they got Colin Sexton for that price versus RJ Barrett at his price, um, you know, it worked out well. And I, I really like the the stories that I want to I mean, want to hear are the ones that where yeah, like. They thought the Jazz were going to come back to them, and they never did. <laughs> They're like, "Oh shit!" You know, we, like we lost out. Knicks fans are, Knicks fans are. I, look, if you're the Knicks, I don't think they should have over- overpaid for uh, Donovan. They they're not going to get Donovan, and if they're cool with that, great, happy for you guys. The Jazz, you know, when it boils down to it, the Jazz lost two perennial All Stars, and really they got back some interesting pieces, but those are all future pieces. It makes you worse in the, in the near future, um, and it could possibly snowball. Um, and so you, you you hope that those those future pieces turn out to be good. And the Cavaliers, you gave up a lot, you, you risked it a lot, you risked it all. But you know you you t- took your team from uh, being a, a play-in team to probably one of the top four. You know, a lot of people think it's gonna be a top four team in the East. So I think everybody, you know, did okay. Like Cleveland gave up a lot, but it, like they also didn't lose much either. It's kind of a weird thing because the draft pick, the, the, the dude, the dude, the 14th pick, they didn't ever have on the roster, right? No one knows yep. what he's going to be. Yep. Right. Marketing is a rotational piece, and Sexton is intriguing, but also Sexton's going to, right? You know, that's a that's a swap for Donovan. They're, they play the same positions, right? Yeah. So, and that's yeah. I mean, Marketing was an upgrade for them in theory. Marketing was a their third seven footer on that on that roster. They had three seven footers yeah. that they all started. It was like it was they a went old school. They went old school triple <laughs> towers like the Spurs with Will Purdue and Tim Duncan and, <laughs> and David and, Robinson, Robinson, right? Yeah. So yeah. it was a very they and, were kind of forced to. And Colin Sexton is a guy that like he's is, is a player that 
no one wants to play max money for, and the Jazz didn't play max max money for. Um, Did you guys use the the Laurie Bird pseudonym? Because that's what they used to always call him, Laurie Bird. It's like that was like the stupid nickname that people gave him. Uh, like I'm, they I'm were in love with I'm, him. I'm confident Bowlers that can do worse than that. So Laurie on the marketing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. Get ready to hear that. Get ready to hear that. Of, who, uh, uh, who you, I think you I, might, I you probably dead eyed it right there. That might actually Jared Butler. Jared well. Butler's the guy on the jazz that I forgot Logan. <laughs> there you go. Jared Butler. Uh, 16. Yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah, the <laughs> but, but anyways, just real quick. So that just when, when Bowler Jack, as, as whose agent, I'm officially trademarking that phrase here. <laughs> here. So Bowler Jack uses that. We're going to see the pants off that motherfucker. So, pending? 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 We're coming for you, yeah. Craig. We're he's going to be Boulder Jack. He's going to be Boulder Jack or all done with him. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, I'm uh, Jared, Jared hopped on at another 15 minutes for our show, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, oh, you know. shout out to Chase Observes because him and Mark had an interesting back and forth earlier that I was just noticing, and and because uh, they go, those are two of the guys that I think are the most pro Rudy guys on the timeline, and I've never seen them even slightly disagree about anything, so it's it was also kind of shocking, but it was a good kind of disagreement, like one where it felt like. Both sides came away with like some really good points, and I felt like that that gave me like a lot of perspective, like just reading their thoughts. Because, I mean, I, I get why everybody is like fucked on right now. I mean, I, I, I really I get it. I understand it, folks. But I, I I'm just to the point in my life where it's like I can't like let professional athletes dictate how I feel about my team or anything. So. Welcome, you know? welcome to I mean, I mean for goodness sakes, Frank Gore, Frank Gore was one of my favorite players, and that dude. Welcome to As, not having a not having a yeah. Uh, I've been a piece of shit this last year, so um, fucked it. Real quick, I'm a, I'm a, what what trade package did you like better, Jared, and why? <sighs> the Wolves won because I feel like they're more prone to fucking stuff up. So you know, um, they they can get bad in a hurry. I mean, the problem is they they have a lot of control over over um, Ant Man's destiny for the next long amount of time and i think he's really good so but uh you know who who knows if if shit goes sideways and rudy gets hurt or or you know any of the players on the on the wolf side get hurt they things can get bad there in a hurry and so yeah i i think the only reason the wolves thing is i think their picks could could end up being worth more and that's the only reason because uh, there's there's no players in that package that really just blow me away. I mean, I, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the, the players we got from Cleveland are much more interesting, honestly. That's they're, why they're, that's um uh, that's why we we have Jared come on for fifteen minutes. i uh, you know just yeah. in and out. That's how how quick it is. And my thoughts are concise, and they're not. <laughs> and I'm not rambling about stupid uh, crap. Or so yeah, so there we go, guys. I'm uh, well, you know, September first. I'm uh, this the you know the the. Do you remember the first of September? Uh, I guess I'll see you guys in October. <laughs> we, we're we're now on the one one episode a month schedule. So season five, the 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 season of we don't really need the pod anymore. So the falling out of love with the jazz because fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, go to distance forty nine for Dragon Squash. Thank you for joining us on Hitting the High Notes Jazz Talk, and we will see you guys next time.